Ladies and gentlemen, it's Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, we've been on hiatus, summer hiatus, right? Uh, as we do, you know, normally. There's a lot of people like to talk about movies or something like that in little podcasts. Just try to keep people interested. We uh, are more interested in having a summer, you know what I'm saying? Um, no Aldo this week. Uh, he's like rebuilding his house or something like that. He can't find any of his podcasting equipment. And he, he otherwise couldn't be bothered, he tells me. He said, nah, you know, can't can't do it. Um, <laughs> the The thing to note about the rest of this episode, right, is that we're excited, right, about the, the season. Overall, we like Phil Bennett. Um, you know, I think that much like when North Texas hired, like, uh, Dan McCarney way back when, you kind of just need somebody that knows what they're doing at a certain point. And, yeah, I think by implication I'm saying Clint Bowen did not know what he was doing. Um, I think that was sort of evident in the results. Anyway, um, I feel good about the ingredients, right? Seth Luttrell has had successful offenses. Uh, there's talent at the quarterback position, talent enough to win or compete in Conference USA. Uh, not necessarily do much else beyond that, but definitely to compete uh, in Conference USA. Uh, and, you know, to answer the question, what does compete mean, right? What, what do we mean by compete? Uh, it means that you're, you know, a game or two away um, from from challenging for a title. Now, it, that's necessarily vague, right? Because you don't know what that means. Some see, you can't control what uh, the other teams are doing or how good they are and that kind of thing. I think one thing that, say, Louisiana Tech does really well is just be in that conversation. There's never um, a season, really, where you're just like, you know what, they're just bad. They ain't got nobody out there. And even this year where they have a lot of transfers, a lot of new guys on their squad. That's the big question mark. Not that they don't have talent, but can they gel? Can they get it together in time, um, you know, to compete in the league? And, you know, they nearly beat. They had a 20-point lead against Mississippi State in Starkville. So, you know, I think the answer is, like, yeah, probably. They're there. They're in that conversation. Um, so I, I think that's something like the goal of having – you know, a competitive team here at North Texas in Denton. Um, and, and, you know, like 44 to 14 win, right? It just let's start off the top and let's look at the numbers. 44 to 14 win over uh, Northwestern State and John Little and, and, um, and uh, yeah, I'm getting his name right now. Um, the, the broadcast team. Right, spent a lot of time and effort hyping up Northwestern State, and I go, "Oh, they're pretty good. You got to really consider them." They put up four and eighteen yards on North Texas, non good. Um, you know, two hundred sixty-one rush yards, one hundred fifty-seven pass yards. There was never really a time where North Texas was threatened by this uh, by this team, um, but we did allow those fourteen points in the second quarter. Um, you know, there was sixty-five yard touchdown. Uh, there was a busted play. You know, run for. Uh, I don't remember the score. I'm looking it up as I'm talking right now. I forget how how long the score was. Uh, the long the run was for the score. Anyway, uh, overall, you did what you have to do, right? If if I said uh, you beat a team by 30 points, you're like, okay, it's a dominating win. But but we've seen this North Texas team do better, right? 
the attack was one-dimensional. And by one-dimensional, it was specifically one person. DeAndre Torrey, 25 carries, 244 yards, three touchdowns. That's good, right? I mean, it's it's never bad when your star running back has 25 uh, touches and, and, you know, nearly 250 yards and three scores. And he had three scores in the first half, too. He was well on his way to, to getting close to the all-time record here at North Texas. He looked dangerous every time he touched the ball. The problem was that he was the only one that looked dangerous. Um, he could have probably had a few more scores if, like, say, some of the receivers were catching – um, if Jace Reuter was putting the ball on his receiver's hands instead of uh, behind them. And if, uh, you know, like just overall the, the offense was executed. I know that uh, Seth Luttrell kind of chalked it up a little bit to uh, DeAndre Simpson not playing, uh, Jay Shorter not not really being the full go, just, you know, keeping him out a little bit. Uh, I don't think that's an excuse. You still have to execute. It wasn't like, um, you know, the the guy the backups were were so much faster than than Jace Reuter is used to and so that's why he was putting it behind him, uh, the passes were off, that was the case. Six catches, 114 yards for Roderick Burns though. Um, I was not really expecting that. You know, I think going into the season, I was like, okay, DeAndre Simpson. Um, I said DeAndre Deontay Simpson, Jair Shorter, Tommy Bush, right, the transfer from Georgia. Those are the guys that we expect to get. Big numbers, big catches, especially Simpson because he balled out uh, near the end of last season. But uh, it was Rod Burns caught his first touchdown pass. Um, You know, good stuff there. Uh, Nine targets, six catches, 114 yards a score. You know, um, Pirtle got in his uh, annual Southland Conference, uh, you know, stat padding. And other than that, it was just kind of like Tom Bush lost the ball in the air a couple times. Uh, Jair Shorter... You know, just a little bit off. Uh, you know, I think the ball kind of hit his hands or just was in his area. He didn't look like he was going to go and, and make a play. He looked dangerous, you know, getting a step on his guy. But that was about it. Um, you know, and and again, a lot of this was Jace Reuter, right? He's um, He looked capable, right? He looked like he could sling it if he wanted to, but he looked a little hesitant. Taking a sip of coffee, ladies and gentlemen. It, it is a nice Sunday. I forgot to say it. I didn't forget to say it, but I, I just wanted to start out differently. It's a beautiful Sunday morning right here. I'm sipping some coffee. I had an omelet. Uh, I hung out with my children's, you know. I hugged them. I said, we love you, Daddy. And it was great, right? Good times, good life uh, for me. So it's it's hard to complain at the same level. Like, oh, I, it, I mean, it's generally kind of silly to complain about college football anyway, but, I mean, we do because we feel it, right? You know, we, we love the game, the sport, the school, the alma mater, all that good stuff. And we care, and so we criticize. Um, so, you know, I mean, we also pay Seth the show, you know, like a million bucks a year to, to make the things better, right? So there you go. Um, not good. In a word, poor, Right. 44 to 14, I, that should have been like 55, 60 points. I should have seen 60 up there uh, if this offense is looking like um, sort of like the squad that we saw last season where they easily put up like 40, 50 points, right, um, where they easily got to 500 yards against Conference USA competition. But only 527, 182 pass yards, that was the weak spot. 
131 for for Reuter, the 51 for for Austin Ani, and then the two interceptions for Reuter, which were you know consequences of throwing behind his guys, some terrible passes there, um, just overall non good. Um, the question wasn't ever going to be the offense, right? We were mostly like, okay, this offense is going to come out, it's going to be good in this game. Shouldn't be much of an issue in this one. Um, you know, uh, and we could even chalk this first week up to like growing pains. Got SMU next week. Uh, maybe they're trying to keep it simple or something like that. But you know, whatever. This wasn't a, a thing where you needed to out scheme them. You needed to uh, out athlete them and out execute. Um, I, I think that North Texas and uh, Northwestern State, you know, they could tell each other the plays are going to run, um, and and North Texas should be able to out execute um, their stuff. Out physical the other guys. You got four starters coming back on the offensive line. They, uh, you know, they did their job. Three hundred forty-five yards rushing. I think the the thing is that like the the past game didn't do their job, right? And so I'm I'm reiterating the same point. So I will stop doing that, and I'll just say that we were came in and we were focusing on the defense, right? That was the big scary part. Last year, Houston Baptist came out um, and they smacked the defense in the mouth. I don't know if it was obvious back then, uh, but there were some major concerns. They're like, man, there's dudes on the line getting beat by FCS competition, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's some talent on these FCS squads, including some former Conference USA uh, dudes or some P5 dudes in some ca- cases. Um, so, you know, it's not necessarily bad that you get beat by that. But just overall, Houston Baptist looked like they were uh, doing a number on North Texas there. This is last year, obviously. And, you know, that was a theme throughout the season, right? There was, like, serious miscommunications, uh, bad technique, bad tackles, bad approaches. This game against Northwestern State, we saw much improvement. Um, I think that was characterized by Deshaun Gaddy, I think, doing a form tackle. Uh, You know, he got his uh, head on the outside of the ball carrier, Stood him up, drove back, drove him back. Uh, you know, form tackle stuff, right? They teach you that in in, in uh, uh, Pop Warner and that kind of thing. I don't know. If they teach you that in Pop Warner now. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been around Pop Warner. Um, but I mean, I know they at least did, and it caused a fumble, right? You know, uh, it's funny how that happens. You execute, you uh, you perform the fundamentals uh, flawlessly, and then good things happen. Amazing. How that works, eh? Uh, so he forced the fumble. Good form tackles. You know, the they're bringing pressure. Uh, Bennett was bringing pressure. They got into the backfield a ton. They made some things happen. Uh, what was it? Uh, I'm looking at the sacks. Was that four sacks or something like that? And a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, you know, just, just good things that we saw at times last season. But I think for me, the most important thing was the, I don't want to say emphasis on, but the reappearance of the fundamentals defensively, right? Like technique, like I said, form tackling here, taking the right approaches, taking the right, um, making the right reads, I mean, uh, from what I could tell, right? I'm not in the defensive meetings. I could see those things happening, and that meant good stuff, right? The defense overall did okay. There were some very obvious mistakes, uh, the uh, 65-yard touchdown score 
the long run where it seemed like uh, we missed the gap assignments. That's the nature of uh, defense, right? You know, like one guy makes a mistake and it's over. Offensively, uh, you know, as long as it's probably not like a lineman, uh, but a receiver can run the wrong route and you can still be successful, right? Somebody can miss their block and you can still uh, be successful. Defensively, eh, maybe not so much, uh, especially in the run game, right? That's the one thing that everybody's looking to exploit is the one gap. And if you are outside of, uh, you know, your responsibility, that could be the one that uh, gives up the, the crucial first down, or in this case, the touchdown. So, what do we say? Where would you grade this thing? 418 yards allowed, 157 yards passing, 260 yards rushing. I think that, for me, is the biggest deal, is that uh, in the run game especially, you usually have like a physical superiority, and then you should be getting in the backfield, getting sacks, got to bring down those rush yards. Um, you know... I don't like it. 260 yards is too much. Uh, so there's some work to do. SMU is going to be coming in here. Well, we're going up to SMU. SMU is good, right? They are a concern. They whooped us last couple seasons. Sorry, I'm writing a note to myself. Um, and, I mean, I didn't see so much... Um, so much improvement here that I'm like, okay, we're ready to whoop up on some SMUs right now. We're ready to go over there and smash some BMWs. Uh, no, I, I saw none good. <laughs> I, I think that there's nothing here that, that says, oh, yeah, the, this defense is ready to execute or um, the talent on display is ready to just, just to wreak havoc, something like this. Um, and, you know, that's not good. I, here's the thing, right? Like, North Texas was so bad defensively last year that they didn't give themselves a chance to compete. And, you know, I, I think you can make a pretty decent argument, right? Like you sat down, you know, you know what? Consider that the Murphy Twins have uh, more game time under their belt. Uh, they have a system they had the whole spring. Uh, that Katie Davis was flying around. Uh, Tyreek Davis looked good. Uh, that the corners mostly looked okay, uh, you know, like it, it was first game jitters, this, that, and the other. You can make the case, you know what, um, they just they can make them competitive, right? They don't need to be shutting them down like that Georgia and Clemson, you know, game yesterday, but they just need to be halfway decent, right? Sure, they'll all touch down drive, but it'll be long, and they'll make them work, make them go deep into the playbook, right? Make them make their fourth read. Uh, occasionally, and not just go uh, first read touchdown every time. You can make that argument, and uh, maybe after a couple, uh, you know, a couple of drinks, would buy it. I'd start to believe it. Maybe closer to game time, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna win. Um, but right now, on this sober Sunday, right, looking out at the blue sky, and it's probably already a thousand degrees outside. Um, you know, I'm like, I, I think I believe it. I share some of the sentiments of you. Uh, good people on the Twitters that are like, you know, asking me is gonna whoop us. I'm a little scared. Um, I mean, I don't want that to happen, uh, but I, 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 I don't see it. Uh, and again, that's what kind of makes me a little disappointed, a little sports sad, right? Uh, you know, 500 yards again, and it's kind of like empty, empty calories a little bit. And I wonder, am I getting jaded? You know. Am I getting sad? 
uh, you know, like, am I not appreciating the good things in college football life anymore? Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I saw a lot of college football yesterday, and I, I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, you know, I, you know, it was it was nice seeing, like, say, UCLA, right, and their uh, baby blues out there doing a number on LSU. That was fun. Uh, it's always fun when, like, uh, UCLA is good. It's always fun when clever football coaches like uh, Chip Kelly are, are, are good again. Take another sip of coffee. Little ASMR for you guys, um, and you know what I saw from North Texas was not like really good, explosive, clever offense. It wasn't like wow, too high, let it fly. It was we have a talent advantage, but the only guy playing well right now is our running back, our senior running back. And so that's why he averaged ten yards a carry. Um, you know, as long as it's thirty-two yards, it wasn't like uh, you know he was consistently getting these big chunks. It wasn't like he was just, you know, ran for a 98-yarder and kind of padded his stats a bit, right? Um, not good. Not good from Jace Reuter. I don't know if he's going to improve from week to week like that, just one week to the next. It has been a long uh, time since he played. Austin Ani, 205, 51 yards. I think the consensus is that, like, Reuter has more talent Right, and so that's a higher ceiling, so to speak. And Austin Ani is probably better now, but uh, you know, not gonna really do the next thing. Uh, he's kind of limited. He is who he is already, and I think it makes sense, especially considering what I was saying last year. And just to be consistent, I was complaining about the the two quarterback system last season, and it sounds like we went, you know what? Let's get Jace Reuter. Uh, a full game's reps, right? And then we have more data with which to use and analyze and break down this week, right? Breaking down game film right now, probably. Um, and, you know, talking about it, they're going to go and film, you know, next week. And, and you know, they're going to look at it and say, why are we doing this? This is behind. You got your feet here. Get your eyes up here. You need to be looking here. You need to be ready to throw this route by the time you come off this other one and not, you know, read and react to what you're doing, whatever the case is. And, um, you know, good things will happen. People get better. Right? You go to practice, everybody get better. Um, that's the hopeful thing. The problem is, like I said, SMU, after that, UAB, two very, very tough teams, uh, very tough opponents. I mean, I don't really like talking about SMU. I don't really feel like talking about SMU right now. Uh, I think they beat... Was at ASU um, this week, and they looked pretty good doing it. Uh, yeah, Abilene Christian, fifty-six to nine, I think was the score. Uh, you know, I, again, I'm not, I'm not interested in, in SMU, and I don't think North Texas is good enough at this point in time where we, you know, can sit down and break down the opponent or at least that opponent uh, very deeply and be like, okay, this is how we win the game. Because I think North Texas just has so much to work on itself. It has to focus on itself, right? Uh, but SMU just kind of exploded early in the first half. It was like 35-3 to three or something like that, and then just kind of coasted the rest of the way. Uh, their, their quarterback threw, what, is, what was it? He threw for like a record yardage or something like that. I can't, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I'm looking for it as I'm, as I'm talking to you. I can't, I can't remember. Whatever, it doesn't matter. 
Um, yeah, it, like North Texas defense, right, last season, allowing like 500 yards a game, 50 points a game, basically any running back they walked through and got a carry, got a career day against that defense. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of fundamentals to work out before you can uh, worry about, you know, competing, uh, you know, like strategy, that kind of thing. And it reminds me of like that, you know, the basketball coaches talk about this, right? They're like, look, we, we got to worry about ourselves. You know, we do a little opponent strategy, but right now we just got to worry about our thing. And, and that's how you build it up, right? Like you need to know how to execute your system before you can start modifying your system to, you know, neutralize their threats, right? There's always like some game plan. Like that guy's a really good player. And so we're going to guard him a little bit differently, but... If nobody can execute the basics, it does not matter. It just absolutely does not matter. And and uh, as just like a, an emphasis to this point, I'm reminded of, uh, I think I mentioned on this show before, I play a little, little rec league soccer. I, I'm on two teams, right? One is a good team. Like everybody knows how to play. You know, we can play with each other without basically talking to it. You know, you just kind of give a look and somebody makes a pass. Um, I was on a rec league basketball team too, and, I played with a, a guy I went to high school with, right? Played high school basketball together. And it's the same kind of deal uh, where, you know, we know what we're going to do and, and it's fun, right? You can just kind of flow. But we can adjust that kind of stuff to the team. Like, hey, you know, that guy has a good shooter. So instead of the way, normal way we do whatever, we can, we got to change it up, um, you know, and so we can adjust accordingly. And then I'm on a terrible team where we're just, it's really just a beer, beer league uh, one where we just all kind of go out there and say, all right, I know you were trying to learn how to play this game. Let me show you how to kick the ball. And, uh, you know, we're very terrible. We have a good time, but we're very terrible. And there's really no use. There's no purpose in trying to neutralize any threat or whatever like that when we don't even know how to line up in formation. It's, just, it's literally, you have people kind of running around like, hey, what happens on a goal kick? You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Like, the basics are not even there. So... Um, I, you know, I'm just reminded of that when I see like SMU, uh, out here and, and yeah, they, they have the game plan and whatever like that. I'm just talking about here, us, what needs to happen for North Texas to be better is that they have to get into the backfield. They need to not lose their man. They have to not, uh, or maintain gap integrity. All those, you know, essentials. Um, it, like I said, it's good to see some of the, the technique stuff there, because that's like day one fundamentals, right? This is how we tackle. Uh, this is how we, uh, you know, close a gap. This is how we cut off an angle. So that way, everything else is a little bit easier, right? Those are the, the fundamental building blocks, and you build a scheme sort of on top of that, and then you adjust your game plan, you know, to suit an opponent, right? Uh, you know, you can play an option team. You're obviously going to play them a little bit differently than you would a, a spread team. Um, but, yeah. That's it. Offensively, a lot to work on, and that makes me even more uh, was it <laughs> skeptical of a win this weekend uh, coming up against SMU in the first real test because Jace Reuter looked bad. Um, I mean, even if you get Deontay Simpson out there now, right, that's, that's going to be his first game. So he's already – he didn't even get any reps. He didn't get the time. Uh, it was good to see, um, you know, shorter back out there. He didn't catch a ball. I think he was targeted once or twice, and that's about it. Um, you know, he is supposed to be, when you're writing a season preview, when I wrote the season preview, right, uh, and then, like, everybody else else's, uh, you know, uh, calculations about this team, 
they figure heavily into it, right? Deontay Simpson, Jair Shorter, Tommy Bush. That those are the top three talents. Uh, you'd like to see Roderick Burns, you know, go off and get get his uh, get his yards. That's cool. Um, a tenant of like an air raid or the air raid type system is that the ball finds playmakers, and so you know it doesn't. You don't force you don't force the ball to a certain person. You let it find players in space, right? They can go make plays. That's sort of what happened, and you you kind of be happy about that. Hey, look, we found Roderick Burns. He was open. He was making plays, right? Six uh, target him nine times. Six grabs, 114 yards, like I said. But uh, I, I thought Shorter was, he was like a step slow. He looked a little bit off. It looked like he didn't really uh, elevate too well to go up and grab a ball up in the sky, meet it up there. Um, yeah, you know, not not ideal. Deontay Simpson obviously didn't, didn't really play. Tommy Bush looked like he had trouble tracking the ball. Um, you know, he, he looked like he, he needed, I guess, is it game time that he needs? Is it uh, just, you know, time in the system? I don't know. He didn't look like he was much of a threat. Uh, granted, I think that they were trying to target him downfield, and that kind of only gives you, you know, one way to affect the game. Did the ball come to me? And then, you know, obviously, Bruder is kind of throwing the ball all over the place. Um, North Texas doesn't really, like not anymore, like to throw the ball short and then let, let a guy go make plays. Uh, there's a lot of downfield stuff, which I like, right? You, you know, uh, but I think that's that can sort of throw off your your rhythm, or you know, it, it's harder to catch a rhythm that way. You know, um, sometimes catching a short pass and being able to run and, and get tackled, make a move, that kind of thing, gets you into the rhythm of the game quicker and maybe better, more better than otherwise. And so I wonder if that has to do something with it. Um, I don't know. I will say that uh, I'd like to see better from those guys, right? I think right now, if I'm a SMU's defensive coordinator, I forget who that is right now, I'm looking at North Texas and saying, well, let's do this. Let's bring some pressure. Let's stop the run, right? Uh, like, we don't even need to concern ourselves with stopping the run with, uh, with you know, six guys. We can bring seven, maybe even eight to stop the run and put a hat on uh, on Jace Reuter because we don't think that he can make a throw against our secondary matched up one-on-one. We think we can guard Roderick Burns. We think we can guard Jair Shorter. Um, you know, we don't think that uh, Reuter's going to complete the ball to him, and then it's going to be a long, long day. Um, and that, that was something that we saw happen last season. Um, you know, basically they, they challenged Ani or Jason Bean to make some throws that they couldn't make or didn't make as often as they needed to make uh, in important situations, right? Because the, the caveat is they did put up 500 yards, right? But a lot of that came in, in crunch time. I think against SMU, we were already down like three, four touchdowns before uh, anybody's getting on the board. Or they're moving the ball, but then they, they missed a crucial like third down throw or they throw an interception or something like this. So... Um, you know, North Texas finds a lot of ways to hurt themselves offensively. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. It's like empty calorie kind of deal. 500 yards, um, you know, is good. I, I wanted six or seven uh, just from the caliber of this, of the returning starters, right? This this was the highest scoring, highest uh, 
yardage outputting offense in the league last season. And I expect a little bit more along those lines. And we didn't see it. Um, I don't like, uh, I guess, any more saying, well, you know, just you know, early season, that kind of thing. I don't know that North Texas came out ready to play, excited to play. They didn't look um, – <laughs> I think I saw a, a clip of, like, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Bill Belichick just talking about the importance of being more ready to play, right, just being excited. It's like it's a hard game. You want to – celebrate these great plays and if we're not congratulating somebody on a good hit on a on the a good read that kind of stuff like then we're not ready to play we're not more ready to play than the other team and i you hear uh seth and kind of talk about that a little bit i don't know it just feels like we're waiting for something out there that's what it looks like to me like everybody's nobody's like oh i'm excited to go perform like uh you know northwestern state's not ready for what's about to hit them it looks like we're like, okay, well, you know, let's see what's going to happen. Uh, that's the impression I got. Now, I'm also not in the stadium. I wasn't in the stadium this weekend. So, you know, you let me know what you saw out there, if it looked, you know, what I was talking about, like enthusiastic that they're ready to go go win, impose their will upon somebody. And I feel like that since, since Mason Fine's gone, uh, it's been a little bit like that where I don't know that – we had that kind of swagger. We're like, man, we're going to go out there and we're going to go do this to them. We're going to go hurt them. We're going to go score the way we score. Um, you know, we're going to go uh, execute our offense and they can't stop with, stop us and they can't hang with us. Uh, the last time I remember, I recall really seeing that, that kind of attitude um, was, you know, that 2017 year. I don't know what it was. But it was a little bit like J- Jalen Guyton going out there like they can't guard us. They're getting hyped. Uh, they believed, right? There was more of a belief, like, look, we're we're better than them. Uh, we're going to do what we do, and they can't stop us. Uh, I don't really see that. I see a lot of, like, ah, well, you know, we tried. That was a good pass. Um, so, I don't know. Is that the cause? No, I don't know. Am I misreading it? Maybe. Who knows? Probably. Uh, it, it could be just me interpreting the same signs just differently, right? Same signs that have always been there. But I don't know. It, it is also hard, in, I guess, in everybody's defense to have some swagger when you look at your quarterback for the last couple seasons. You're like, I don't know if this guy's going to last a couple plays, next couple plays. Like, one more bad throw, he might be on the bench. Meanwhile, uh, Jason Bean, I saw in Kansas, uh, he led a poor offense to a win, right? I think they won like 17-10 or something like that. Nothing crazy. Um, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? North Texas is in a weird spot. It's very difficult to find a quarterback. I think it just makes you appreciate Mason Fine a little bit more. Uh, and also, you know, I think uh, Seth Ochoa knows that, right? They did a great job turning two quarterbacks into a really good offensive team. But, again, I, I just kind of close this this little segment by saying, again, that I uh, I don't like seeing the same kind of thing every week. Where like, man, big numbers, but you know, uh, in crucial moments, execution time didn't come up. And against the Northwestern, that's not going to be evident. Right? It's not going to be third and one for the game or fourth and one. We got to execute, get this yard right here, that kind of thing. Uh, it's more like, did we hit a guy who was open? Did we find him, that wide-open pass, right? Those are as important, a moment, a, you know, executing 
the things that are open when they're open as later on because I think those are just more high-pressure situations of the same thing. Um, you know, rolling out, finding a guy on fourth and one takes a little bit more, uh, like, mental, you know, uh, composure than it does on, you know, on the first quarter. But it takes the same kind of skill and concentration, you know, to execute on that kind of play. Uh, finding the guy. If you can't hit the guy on second and one when he's wide open, uh, you're likely not going to be able to hit the guy on fourth and one uh, when he's covered, right? So that's why those things are concerning to me. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, you know, moving on. Uh, who's the player of the game? Is it, it? I mean, it's pretty obviously DeAndre Torrey. Do we have a defensive player of the game? I mean, I think uh, Katie Davis had 14 tackles or something like this. Um, we had two sacks. He had two sacks, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you got to give it to Katie Davis. 14 tackles, eight solo, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Give him the player of the game, uh, defensive player of the game. Although I did like that Deshaun Gaddy forced fumble. That was nice. Um, outside of that, you, you know, didn't really see much interesting from the uh, Phil Bennett defense. It was pretty vanilla, as you might expect. Um, you know, there's you don't want to reveal too much, and they're still trying to get into their their stuff and kind of uh, you know execute in a game day situation. A lot of the things they've been practicing over the spring and fall camps. Um, you know, not too much different than you know last couple seasons in terms of where to stand, where to line up. Just more like calls and, uh, you know, execution of, of various ideas. Uh, usually it's like, hey, in these passing situations, we want to be in this coverage, where another coordinator is like, well, we like to be in that other coverage or something like that. Or this is how we want you to communicate. Your job is to go here, here, here. And then some other guy is like, no, I like my guys to, to talk this way and, and say this or whatever. Um, so some of that... Some of that everybody's getting used to it, um, but a lot of experience on this team, so uh, they should be able to communicate with each other. There was just a the couple terrible plays there. Overall, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Every, you know, uh, players staying close to to their reads, staying close to their their guys. Um, you know, coverage was tight in a lot of places. Um, you know, like I said, somebody fell down. Okay, touchdown. That's not good, though. I mean, same thing for the offense, right? Like, if you're not able to stay on your feet or, you know, able to not fall down, <laughs> uh, if it comes down to whether or not you're going to fall down or trip or something like that uh, against FCS, Northwestern State, right, Southland Conference, Pride, you're going to do the same thing against SMU, except they're going to be faster, uh, and then the depth is going to be deeper, right? You know, you can't be like, well, I just guard this one guy. That's the one dude they got. SMU has two guys. Three guys, uh, that kind of thing. So um, those mistakes are important uh, in that they highlight maybe some deeper issues. I don't know. I don't know if a team can get that much better in a season, in a year. Uh, I imagine that North Texas is going to have these kinds of issues throughout the season. And what I'm trying to figure out is if that's going to matter, right? I feel like you are kind of who you are all season, just a better version of, of that right uh maybe you're throwing interceptions you're still gonna throw interceptions but 
you got to make that not matter later on. Um, you know, sometimes it comes back to haunt you, and, you know, and, and that's it. The best North Texas teams in, in the uh, Seth Luttrell era have all had the same sort of issues offensively where they're not able to execute in short yardage. They cannot get a yard when they needed a yard, even when they had Jeff Wilson out there. Uh, you know, they had a couple of the other dudes, like the guy from SFA that, that, uh, that joined the squad for a bit. Uh, even with Oscar Attaway, I mean, I don't know. It just it's a it's a thing, and and uh, you know it kind of stands out, even with Jalen Darden. Um, and it cost him a couple games, like UAB at UAB back when uh, there was a competitive competitive game. Uh, and you know you kind of look at this team now, something similar, similar type things happening here. You know, you just. Some seasons it doesn't matter as much. Like, well, you know, if we would have executed that, we would have won. But we ended up winning in the end just because our offense is explosive, and that's just you know that's the way it is. Um, and then other years it's it kills you, right? You're like, we, that's one of many things we can't do. Uh, I, I I feel good still about this team, just the talent. I I don't know that DeAndre Torrey is a workhorse kind of guy, but that's why you have the Ikaka Kaika. Ragsdale, dude, he showed some good things. I think Johnson showed, showed some good things. Um, you know, the, I think the running back chart is, uh, I don't know that it's that deep. Like, any of these guys could be a number one dude. But they all can do some good things. Uh, DeAndre Torre is obviously going to be the guy that we look to to make some things happen, and I think that's fine. Uh, you know, we can run a couple of these other guys into the line a few times. Um, and then just rely on DeAndre Torrey to just do great things for us. But uh, I think somebody mentioned, it might have been Greg, uh, Mr. Greg Godecker, uh, mentioned that nobody else on that squad was making guys miss. It was just DeAndre Torrey. And that's just kind of what DeAndre Torrey does. He has the speed, you know, when uh, he was recruited out of, was it uh, Mississippi something junior college? I forget. You know, we, we talked about in, like, the, the signing day thing. I was like, man, this guy's fast. He's clearly, like, a game-breaker, home-run hitter. Um, you know, I like, I wrote at the time, I like that North Texas spreads the ball out because he's going to, you know, he's going to be facing basically nobody, and he's going to be a playmaker in space. Gets a sprint, and he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. Uh, or just get big plays. And I think that first season or second season, I forget which it was, he had 15 scores. Uh, he, was, he ended up being like a, a short yardage kind of dude. It was kind of crazy. But um, he scored 15 times on the ground, I think 18 times overall. And a lot of it was just like, you know, too much speed. He got it. Um, you know, he had a step on the one guy that was supposed to be there, the linebacker. He beat him to the spot and then outran the secondary, right? Classic running back type stuff. He's going to have a lot of opportunity to do the same kind of thing this year. Uh, I I wonder who's going to take the beating. Uh, you know, I don't know that I want DeAndre Torrey. I'm sure DeAndre Torrey would be like, no, I can do it. I've prepared myself to handle that kind of workload. But just looking at everybody else there, um, I like Ragsdale. I like what he brought. I like Johnson. I thought he did some good things. We just need some people to, to absorb some carries there. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I like uh, Torrey at 25 carries a game. Um, it's just because he's kind of like the only one, right? There's nobody else behind him that you're like, okay, well, we're still going to get not only the, you know, the 
um, execution here, but also the big playability. And then we're asking DeAndre Tour to, to return kicks and things. It's like that's a lot. I, I think if he's going to return kicks and do that whole deal, maybe 15 to 20 carries is ideal. And so the rest of that, um, I'd like to see somebody else step up. Y- you know, maybe you only have to take it 50 yards. But maybe you get a 20-yarder here, right? You uh, you make a guy miss. You run through a tackle here and there. And everybody's like, okay, we got to worry about that guy. And then you can hit him with DeAndre Torrey. Um, that's, that's just me. I just wonder about that. But ultimately, to, to compete the rest of the way, we're going to need something more out of this pass game. And uh, my concern, uh, you know, with this style of offense that we've had in the in the last three about three seasons, I think, is that, yes, it's more vertical, right? It's more throw down a field, a little bit more Art Bryles than Mike Leach. Uh, the problem I see is that it's very hit or miss. You don't get, like, the methodical, you know, take them down the field uh, kind of deal. And I think it, it relies a lot on on just, like, I don't want to say talent than, than like, skill, uh, if you know what I mean. It's that I think that can get you in a – in a bind because you're just always just hitting home runs all the time. And sometimes you, you encounter situations in football where you need a drive, you need execution rather than home runs. Does that make sense? Um, and I wonder we're just kind of losing some of that. I don't know that we've had the ability to just methodically go down the field. Um, you know, where you're just like, man, everywhere we go, they have an answer. Somebody's there and they're catching the ball for five, six yards, uh, you know, and they're getting down and getting a first down, that kind of thing. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I think that's necessary. Uh, I think you saw, you know, speaking of Mike Leach, I was watching that Louisiana Tech game. They're up by 20. And, uh, you know, Mississippi State executed. They went down the field and three times scored. Uh, and then, you know, stopped Tech uh, from, I guess, they blocked the kick, right? Yeah. Uh, Tech Tech didn't play like they wanted to win. They kind of played like they wanted not to lose or just to kick a field goal. That was probably why they lost. But uh, I thought it was remarkable. Like there's a lot, there's a lot to criticize about Mike Leach teams. And that how'd you get down twenty in the first place, right? What what are you doing? Why did it take a miracle comeback? Why didn't you play like this the whole time? What did you do? Blah blah blah. That's you setting that aside. I think it's evident though that. It, they are able to come back because they can execute, right? You can take away the first and second option. You're like, okay, we're not going to let them throw deep. Well, that's literally what the uh, air raid's designed to do is threaten you all over the field. So you're just giving them their offense, basically. And so then guys are catching it, turning, running, getting open, uh, you know, five, six guys getting open and, and moving the ball methodically down the field. And they execute it that way. And as I'm saying, going back to North Texas, since Mason Fine left and, you know, whether or not he had a big arm or could, you know, threaten teams down the field, he was accurate um, and he could execute, right? And uh, I think that's the part we're kind of missing here. It's like, can Jace Reuter find open dudes? Maybe. Maybe. We think so. Um, you know, can Austin Ani just, just methodically go down the field? I don't know. Maybe. We think so. There's a lot of uh, man. Look at his arm. He has a he has a can. He can chug it down the field. Well, that's great. Well, he overthrew three guys, or uh, you know, and threw an interception over here, or missed a guy wide open. You know, that isn't 
doesn't help anybody. Um, it's, it's a game of skill, not just just a throwing contest. It's not the Olympics, not the hammer throw. So, what does that mean? Do we still feel good? Are we going to beat SMU next week? Probably not. I just, <laughs> I'll just say it right now, probably not. Um, those are the things to look for, though, right? Are we are we going to compete? Are we going to get better in some of these weaker areas? Um, is somebody other than, Deand- than DeAndre Torrey going to do some things? Uh, I'm not quite ready to just enjoy another season where one guy is just dominating and nobody else is, right? That was the Jalen Darden season. I am looking forward to seeing Jalen Darden uh, with the Bucks, though. I'm excited. Uh, I don't like Tom Brady too much. You know, I'm not a big Patriots fan. I'm not a big Tom Brady guy. But if he's going to be thrown to Jalen Darden, well... Guess I'm a Tom Brady fan now. Um, <laughs> and defensively, right, looking on the other side of the ball, uh, can we get pressure? Can we get pressure with our front four, five, six guys? Um, you know, can we limit the big plays? I don't necessarily mind if, uh, you know, we we were getting a pass interference, right, because we are playing too aggressively with our corners, um, or even if we just allowed a, like, a, um, we got too physical on a one-on-one situation. I'd rather that than just getting completely beat, uh, completely lost in the play, right? I'd rather over-compete than under-compete, right? Or, you know, just be in the play, be around the ball. That's the, that's the standard, I think. That's the goal to have. And um, I think we saw some signs of that in this game, so I feel good about it. We'll see, though. Because SMU has a quality offense, right? They they not only have talent, uh, but they have smarts. They got clever scheme. They will look to find the uh, the gaps and the weaknesses. And I'll try to hit you there. Um, and for whatever Phil Bennett, you know, did at Baylor, uh, you know, he also had more talent at Baylor, uh, more depth at Baylor, more versatility, uh, and you know, probably more confidence at this point in time. So. You know, you can't just be like, well, he schemed up. It's not all scheme. You know, some of the, some of the reason that he had a good defense is because he did a good job recruiting a good defense. Um, whatever. Uh, it's going to be tough. I, I'm not looking for a shutout, but we're looking to to compete with him again. Like, make it tough on him a couple drives a game. Give the offense an opportunity to score. Don't just get, you know, gutted, eviscerated on live on live television. Is it streaming next week? I don't even know. I haven't checked it yet. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the Mingry Nation podcast. Uh, we will do this weekly. Hopefully, Aldo's back next week. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be back. If he's not, we'll see uh, if we can't bother uh, Mr. Godecker over there. He's saving the world one bureaucratic decision at, at a time. Uh, you know, or, or other people that you enjoy listening to talk some Mean Green football. Um, yeah. Subscribe. It's on iTunes. You can listen via the site. That's how you do it. Uh, All that good stuff. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Go Green.